I'm Jordan Lewis, and here is your local news. This weekend saw the 31st annual Juno Gold Rush Days at Savico Park. Saturday was mining events, while Sunday was all about logging. Each day was full of fun, Rochelle Lindley tells News of the North. All of it's fun. I love watching the competitions. There's some great food here. The music was really fun. And of course, there's beer gardens this year. Got stuff for all ages. The littles can do the bouncy house and the adults can compete. So it's, it's really for everybody. Pajama Cat Sharks performed live music on Saturday. It was also Lindley's second year helping organize the event. Well, I work for the Core Alaska Kensington Mine, and we're really big supporters of the event. And my job is all about community relations, and so it was kind of a natural fit for me to become involved in Gold Rush Days. Jerry Harmon, a miner for more than 40 years and assistant Juno Gold Rush Days board president, also spoke to News of the North. Harmon's been involved with Juno Gold Rush Days since 1990, its inception. Miners are good people, just like everybody else. We do our thing, and here we are today. Harmon was asked to compare this year's He said he couldn't because they're all good events. It's not just one person calling all the shots. It's all of the people calling shots on how we do and what we do. Teamwork. And it really makes a difference. This is a good event. He adds there isn't any other way he would have wanted to spend his Father's Day. He was proud of all of his kids and grandkids. He was asked how it feels to see his family competing. It's great. It's great to see them. They get out and they encourage everybody else. The younger generation, they have a lot of friends that compete. Harmon says no matter what they do, it's a good group of people and safety first. Gold Rush Days even sees competitors from Ketchikan who just visit for the event. Jeremy Whitmore is the new board president. Alessandra Friend, one of Harmon's granddaughters, got first in women's hand mucking and in women's spike driving. Yeah, so we figured that I've been doing it since I was six years old, so kind of just slowly moving up from the kids to the teens, and this is my first year doing the adult competition, so it's pretty cool. Marzina Whitmore, another one of Harmon's granddaughters, showed how long she's been competing. Whitmore and Dominic Hoy, family friend, also share their favorite event. Since I was very, very little, probably since I could compete in the kids' events all 16 years of my life, hand mucking has to be my favorite. Well, I'm going to have to go with her on this one, too. Hand mucking, definitely. Whitmore competed in teens spike driving, teens hand mucking, and teens choker setter race. Hoy says he tries to compete in everything he can. Every year you play, you get better. And climate change is opening up the Arctic, and a 600 million plus expansion will make Nome on Alaska's western coast the nation's first deep water Arctic port. The expansion is expected to be operational by the end of the decade. Not just larger cruise ship vessels of up to 4,000 passengers, but cargo ships to deliver additional goods for the 60 Alaska native villages in the region, and military vessels to counter the presence of Russian and Chinese ships in the Arctic. While Nome may be the first deepwater draft for the Arctic, Nome's mayor says it likely won't be the last because of global warming. And the weather cleared and voyaging canoe Hokulea departed Statter Harbor in Juneau early Sunday morning at 4.15 a.m., officially starting her four-year circumnavigation of the Pacific. The canoe and voyage received a grand ceremonial blessing and launch hosted by the Alaska Native community on Thursday. However, the crew was not able to depart until three days later due to weather. After a 12-hour sail, Hokulea arrived at her next port, Angoon, at 4.30 p.m., where the crew is expected to stay for approximately two days for educational and cultural engagements. To view a tentative schedule of where she'll stop next in Southeast, go to KINYradio.com. Coming up next on News of the North, Representative Andy Story joined Action Line on Thursday to give her thoughts on the session's close. 
The city and borough of Juno's Parks and Recreations Department is opening up winter shelter reservations on Monday, June 26th. And more stories coming up next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. Representative Andy Story joined the action line on Thursday. She gave her thoughts on the session's close. First, she comments on the one-time increase to education. We have known for quite a few years now, it's been eight years that we flat funded the base student allocation. And so up at the Capitol, if you're working there, you are hearing from parents, you are hearing from your school communities about, you know, wow, you know, inflation's up high, but even without that, we've been flat funded for so long and costs go up. And so there has been probably the more public outreach on that item all during the session. And of course, I carried a bill the last couple of years as the prime sponsor to increase that. So I have known and been hearing the stories. Uh, you know, we want reasonable class sizes. We want to make sure we're keeping our electives for kids, uh, keeps involved in school. And so, uh, and so a groundswell of support. And people have been electing from other parts of the state, more people who want to say, yes, we need to invest in our kids. She also encourages people to reach out to the governor's office. But it wasn't enough to pull it over, it, to have it permanently in the base student allocation and have funding for the next year. But we did get the largest historical increase. The governor still has to put his support behind that. So I just want to say if it's something on your mind, I think it's good to call the governor's office at 465-3500 and let him know that you're in support of the full funding that the legislature did because it is not a done deal. Story then recounted what she views as their wins from the 33rd session. Here's the wins for public safety. We have done funding, actually uh, $2.8 million to expand the Village Public Safety Officers Program by 10 officers to better serve rural communities. We have gotten a, a contract, about $200,000 contract, to plan for inmate safety and wellness coordination. We have had some suicides, some losses of people in our prison system, and this yeah, we obviously want to put some money into what's going on. We've had a huge backlog in cases, not being able to come to trial because you don't have your public defender up with your prosecution. And so we did $2.9 million to provide caseload stabilization for the public defenders and then $3.5 million to provide guardians and additional support for the Office of Public Advocacy. 250000 for our state troopers and investigator positions to address missing and murdered Indigenous people. Juno Representative Story and Sarah Hannon, along with State Senator Jesse Keel, are hosting a town hall this Thursday. 5.30 to 6.30, we're going to be down at Juno Douglas High School, Yada Akale Commons. And we'd like, we'd just love people to stop by, uh, share any concerns. We'll give a brief legislative update, try and emphasize brief there, because uh, we really want to hear from uh, people, their concerns, their thoughts about the budget. Uh, just really important to, um, to get together, so to speak, and we will have some food. <laughs> And the city and borough of Juneau Parks and Recreation Department is opening winter shelter reservations on Monday, June 26th at 8 a.m. Winter shelter reservations are available September 16th through March 31st and cost $25 per hour plus tax. Reserve a winter shelter online starting Monday. Winter shelter reservations can be made in person at the Parks and Recreation main office in City Hall or by emailing a form to parksandrec at juno.gov. Although registering online offers a greater chance of securing your desired date and time. Please note park bathrooms are not open during the winter months, but portable toilets are available at Savico Park and Twin Lakes. In addition, the winter shelter rate of $25 is lower than the summer shelter rate due to reduced maintenance. 
Maintenance will vary depending on weather and staff availability. If a shelter is not reserved, it is still available for public use on a first-come, first-served basis. For information about shelters, including parking, capacity, and on-site facilities, you can visit the Parks and Recreation Shelter page. Never miss a story or a newscast at KNYradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.